Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 4, Out of the Past. Ooh, all that right after this ad we have no control over. Sorry, I'm going to reread that. Ooh, all that. Going to be a rough day. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, hit him with that five-star review. Bah! Oh, you want me to read it? Read Shit. it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, okay. <laughs> Ballsocks says, Amazing. I'm a late MCU bloomer, but you guys have led me through my MCU journey. A great blend of humor, non-cinematic backstory information, and a keen eye for details I've missed in my viewings. I've loved listening to the current predictions even when they end up out of the ballpark, home run predictions turn spoilers. Keep up the great work. Oh, well, that's very sweet and very timely. Thank you, Ball Socks, because we got an out of the ballpark uh, spoiler Mother this week. Freaking nailed it. Totally nailed it. Like, literally, from the title, we we're like, out of the past, what does that mean? And I was like, they're bringing Sousa out of the past. Um, and then we, uh, yeah. then we came up with how that would work. And we were like, they're going to fake his death. They're going to da 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 da. And, and man, we know, man, we freaking nailed it. Um, but, uh, real quick, let me mention before we get into, uh, into, into the cast fully, uh, we got we do have two things that I just want to mention real fast. This week on Twitch, we are doing our last test test trivia before we go full on and have a season. So just in case you don't end up listening, I wanted to mention it. We're going to start that this week. Last test before. So if you want to get on and you want to bring a friend who might enjoy trivia next week, we're going to start a season of trivia where we actually like keep up with scores from week to week. And I'm really excited about it. So twitch.tv slash stranded Panda TV. And also we're still giving away a shirt for uh, any reviews done on, uh, movie medics, Monday morning movie medics. That's strandedpanda.com slash. Mm, that's that's four, four M's. Four M's, everybody. Four M's. I heard every one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Maybe I like that better. Strandedpanda.com slash. <laughs> tastes so good. It tastes so good. And just so everybody knows, the the fourth episode, the the final episode of the X Men Apocalypse arc, dropped today, uh, day of recording, and that that finishes our X Men Apocalypse arc. And I think I personally really like it. Not you know not just because I had a hand in it, but. Um, I like the story that we came up you with. You keep telling me that, like, you, you keep getting confused, being like, oh, I love that movie. No, wait, that's not the movie that I actually made. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it worked for the Snyder Cut. Yeah, do the do the Randall Cut. No, no, no. Uh, release the Randall Cut. <laughs> we're going to start a hashtag campaign that's going to be release the 4M Cut. <laughs> for every movie that we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so... We're gonna get into Shield now. Sorry, we, we we normally save the save those little bits of uh of of business for our main feedback episode, news and feedback episode. But just wanted to mention it because I'm very excited about both of those things: M- Monday morning movie medics and the Twitch trivia this week. It's gonna be really rad. Sun- Wednesday evening. All right, but let's get into Shield. Full spoiler alert: I freaking love this episode. It was so good. It's like classic, classic, good like sci-fi TV where they like come up with a reason to give you a full-on noir episode. 
Yeah. Like I, yes. I asked at the end of the last episode, why were his eyes doing the twitchy thing? And it's because they were about to go into full noir mode. It's because they were malfunctioning. Yeah. The internal, the, the internal monologue that, that was going over all yeah. of the episode and him seeing in black and white was all just a malfunction with his, with the, with the LMD. Yeah. I freaking love that. I really do. I love, oh my God. I was so, okay. Throughout the episode, I was like, oh, this is, it's neat that they're doing everything in black and white. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's neat. Okay. I'm, I'm tired of black and white now. Can we get back to color? Like, I really want to see what these costumes look like in the fifties guys. Come on. Oh man. I didn't feel that way. I was watching, man, the, the shot on the train where Mac Daisy, Daisy, Mac Daisy. Yeah. They call her Daisy now. Right. Goodness. Yeah. I, I was about to say sky. And I was like, no, Di- Daisy sky sky. Da- I don't know which, which they she haven't is. called her sky since season two. I know. And that's how my brain works. It's like, I don't remember anything. And then suddenly I think something from four years ago is the right thing to say. <laughs> um, golly, my brain. Okay. So when Mac Daisy and Deke, are standing over Sousa and he's like, we're the good guys. Like they show up to save him on the train. Yeah. That shot in all black and white with Mac is just such a huge imposing figure. I need him in like some more superhero media after this. I don't know if it's going to be more Marvel stuff or if it's going to be something else, but like he needs to do more like superhero media. He's just such a, he just has this like amazing physique. He looks like a triangle, you know, (laughs) He looks like when he, he, when he stands in that moment, he's standing with like his legs spread and he's all like, you know, his shoulders are out. He's all like up and ready to just had, just had that great fight. He looks like the black widow logo. Like that's, he just, he has like two, he's like two triangles on top of each other. Um, man, it's so good. I just, I just (laughs) loved that moment and, and her looking so great in the, in the, um, fifties outfit and Deke, you know, I don't know. I like Deke so much too. I just like them all. This is, yep. it was a really fun episode. Yeah, for sure. This whole season just feels like a victory lap. Like they've had a good show and a good run, but man, it's, this is some of the best we've had at all, you know? Yep. 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 Um, and to finish the, the thought about being tired of the black and white, when I, when I didn't know that they, the black and white was, uh, because Colson was malfunctioning, like at that point I was getting tired of it. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, this is tired. Please let's move on. Like once they fixed it and once everything came back into color, I was like, Whoa, what's happening? And then they pan over to Colson with Simmons, uh, you know, working on him. And, and she's like, is that all better? And he's like, Oh yeah, I can see now. And the monologue stopped. I was like, Holy crap. It's been a thing because of that the whole time. Ah, it's amazing. Oh, you must've missed the beginning then. Or like, like you must've missed the line. At the beginning. He says that one of the first things he says is that, uh, for some reason, the the color is all off in my uh, in my in my eyes, and uh, and this in, this dang internal monologue will not guess will not stop. <laughs> huh. He says that in some of the internal monologue at the very beginning of the episode. I must have missed it. I was too focused on the title card being amazing. Yeah, no. I, I, if you missed that, I could see being like, yeah, are they just gonna do a whole episode in black and white for no reason? But like, they say it in the very beginning, and it just makes it that much more quaint that you're like. This is just how Coulson's seeing everything. Although it did bother me when they cut away to different scenes that Coulson wasn't in. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, this makes no sense. Universe <laughs> broken. <laughs> Colson sees all. <laughs> He's yep. an LMD. Like maybe he like that. That was him watching the footage back. <laughs> all right, head cannon uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> You you watched it happen here, folks. You listened to it happen live. Matt just headcanoned his way into believing some bullshit stuff. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, I love Deke uh, meeting Freddy one more time. That was just like the, the like mythos of Freddy and Deke. They've got they've got this really interesting story where like. He was supposed to shoot him and didn't. And now he's like, if it, it, it reminds me, I don't know. It reminds me of like Scorpion and the Frog, like some sort of like classic tale. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, it's so, it's so good. I mean, yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a trope, you know, you didn't kill me, so I won't kill you, but don't cross me again sort mm-hmm. of thing. Oh yeah, for but, sure. But it was certainly well done here. Um, Especially with with Deke saying like, "I'm, I'm a toaster salesman," trying to trying to trying to sell the line that he's a toaster salesman. Like he couldn't sell toasters. He can't even sell that line. Come on. <laughs> and yeah. it's just it was so uh, so much fun to to see like that that older Freddy come back. You know, three episodes later, or no, two episodes later, and. He's like he's immediately this like big imposing figure. He's grown a bit, you know. He's not mm-hmm. that shrimpy little kid anymore, and that you know the the beard that he's developed and everything. Like, yeah, I gotta say that's the one. That's the worst part of this episode is that beard. That beard was amazing. How dare you? That beard is fake as hell. <laughs> that wasn't the same actor. No, I know, but it's a fake beard. It's a really bad fake beard. No, it's a great fake beard. The really bad fake beard. It's a great, but magnificent. Continue. All beards are good. Okay. <laughs> All right, Beardo. All right. <laughs> All beards are good. Don't let this guy come in here with his fake beard and be a part of your beard community. Matt, we welcome all beards. Okay, <laughs> everyone is okay in beardum. This beard is fictional, Jeff. It's a fictional <laughs> beard. <laughs> It is. It makes it no less bearded. All right. All right. Fine. We'll, we'll we'll have to agree to disagree. I think this is more of a religious discussion than anything. No. Um, <laughs> we. You have your belief about beards. I have my belief about beards. I don't think we're going to be bearded able to rights, go. Matt. <laughs> bearded rights. Oh man. Oh, you guys don't know how many bearded things we had to cut out. Uh, <laughs> The beard jokes had to, we had to cut the beard joke somewhere. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love Freddie Malik. I think he's, I think he's fascinating so far as a character. Um, and even though I hated the beard, I think the beard kind of fit the noir look of this like fifties television they were going for. Well, yeah, in, in that time frame, everybody who was a good guy was like straight laced, clean cut, clean shaven kind of person and mm-hmm. to have this guy who's like in this nice suit and has a you know a very nice beard uh it it looks you know villainous so it really helped yeah. to to sell his uh, his aura of villainy yeah that other guy looks so much like every 50s gangster movie i've ever seen 
Like, right. and it was just the way his face looked. Like, which I was just, he's just like, meh. And he was chewing on a match. Yeah, yeah. You could just hear his voice is like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's so, fair. That is the, it's like if he was on one of those little, uh, little spin wheels that you turn and like pull, and it's like the cow goes, meh. And be like, this guy goes, meh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's real dumb, but I can get behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like visual, the visual. He has a very specific sound that would match up with his visuals. Um, but I, I just, I think it's, it was a really fun episode, and it's like the kind of thing you can do when you've done a pretty good show for a long time, and like you just get to play a little bit. And I thought it was just a, a fun and fascinating look at like what they, what they wanted to do here. Yeah, yeah. It, with this kind of season, with this, you know, jumping around in time, you get to tell all those stories that are all those, you know, types of genre fiction that you weren't able to tell with being, you know, with being handcuffed to this, like, one particular story in the present or, you know, in the, the near future or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, they get to they get to jump into, you know, a period piece in the Great Depression. They get to do, you know, noir in the 50s. Uh, what they ended the episode with no more Mr. Nice Guy. So they might be in 73. Yeah. So or they're at least post 73. Yeah, they're they're post 73. Unless something about that song, uh, something about Hydra being having more control led to that song happening earlier. <laughs> Hydra has been in control of Alice Cooper this whole yeah. time. Yeah, the 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 Chronicom just happened to be a big Alice Cooper fan. So he like <laughs> seeded that music sooner. Yep, yep. <laughs> so stupid. They know what thread to pull. <laughs> Alice Cooper's the thread that will bring <laughs> Shield down. They pulled some strings. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. That's so dumb. So dumb. Why do we keep having dumb thoughts? This, I don't, this I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling real, real silly today. Uh, let's talk about some of the other, other characters that we have. Including- let's talk about Daniel motherfucking Sousa. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's talk about Sousa being a badass in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, he was in the last episode in, in Alien Comedies from the Future. He was, he was the fish out of water. Everybody else was already happening in the episode. Everybody else was like, you know, we got a handle on things. We know what's going on. I mean, May kind of lost it with the gas and everything. But um, when Sousa showed up, he was like, he wanted to be in charge. He thought that he was in charge and he was trying to maintain being in charge. But like, he was way out of his depth. And then in this episode, it's like he... He retook control of everything. Yeah, Kelson was kind of leading him on a little bit, but Susan was still, you know, firmly in control of the things that were happening around him and was able to to, you know, observe the environment and react appropriately. And the way that he the way that he fights, you know, using the using the cane, using his um, or sorry, yeah, the cane, using the cane, using his physicality, you know, using the environment around him like he's it's so great. I'm so, so happy that Zeus is going to be a part of the team. Yeah, man, I really hope he's able to stay for the majority of the series. And uh, I think we have feedback about this. But of course, we all want him to be a part of Avengers. Uh, The the he we want him to be the cop in Avengers, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. We need him to be deposited in 2012 or slightly before it, whatever. And he can just go be a police officer in New York. Or the whole team could be dressed as police officers and they just weren't on screen. And we get like a moment where the team visits the Battle of New York. Like that would be freaking amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, right? I didn't even think about that. And think about this. Think about this. They've got all that footage from that cut scene that was never in the movie where they, they go in and like rescue, a, or Cap goes in and rescues a bunch of people or whatever. Like they could actually expand in universe, like the Captain America of it all in that scene. And that would actually, Matt, you've got something great here. That, okay, so the, the, the stuff that happened in the Battle of New York that the Avengers went back to, that's the moment where Loki got the Tesseract and left. And that's what we, you and I, have been saying is what the the Loki series is based on and why the Time Variance Authority exists to, to hunt him down. But S.H.I.E.L.D. could be the TVA based on that particular branch timeline. And they did go to the Battle of New York to be cops. And that that's why they turned in the TV or turned into the TVA eventually. Huh. So you're saying the yeah, they could they 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 could enter the Battle of New York and branch off with Loki. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They follow that timeline. Yeah. That could, that could be, that could be Uh man. It's just, there's just a lot of ways they could actually connect it and like realistically do so and have the Chitar have the team actually fight the Chitari during the battle of New York. Like, ah man, it just sounds fun. That's so good. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. This is how I want, like all of, all of what I said just now is how I want this to happen. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the canon that I'm going with in my noggin, even if it doesn't happen. Yeah. No. That's it, what I'm going with. Yeah. They just did it between episodes. Yeah. 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 They just, <laughs> they just didn't notice. They edited it out. Um, yeah. It, was, it happened off panel. But Colson reviewed the tapes and he sees all. Yeah. Uh, that's why it was all in black and white. So let's talk about May. Um, May has been, uh, she's, she's sensing everyone else's emotions, which is interesting. She has like this new power. That's kind of cool. May gets a power. So has she had her own emotions completely removed? Is that what we're like supposed to see here? It sounded like the description of it, the the interpretation of it from the show is that she went to a a, a realm without feeling, without emotion, and that took away her emotions. And so when she came back, she was without emotion. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I, whatever about the origins doesn't make a lot of sense, I guess, but like... I don't remember it being that in in the last season. I don't remember emotion, like, coming into play at all. Yeah, I don't really either, to be honest. Um, and, and it seemed like the characters who came from there um, were pretty emotional. Yeah, they... <laughs> she, like, she said... Uh, I think Izel said that they were in love. Yeah, so that, that I don't know about this whole like there they she came from she went to a place with no emotion. I mean, maybe like these uh, figures that had been held in their prison for so long were like in some sort of emotional state or something. I don't know, but anyway, it, either, it doesn't way, make any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too worried about though. Something about the effects are that she 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 only feels other people's emotions and seems to not have any of her own. And I was so sad that she couldn't sense Coulson's because 
they got ah, man and they did it to me they did it very much on purpose they had him him like the world turned to color as she walked into frame and he, you you know that that's like his heart like that's all even though it's it's on screen for a technical reason like that that is showing us the way his heart still feels for her and then yep. she comes over and touches his hand in a very familiar way and then it turns out there's no there's no emotion and like if Nothing only she there. could feel what he feels toward her then maybe she'd maybe she'd have some of those feelings again but man that was rough that was really rough that was that was real rough and yeah, god yeah she brings color to my world is basically what uh is what we're seeing there and then mm-hmm. nothing she says specifically i feel nothing mm. it's crazy like it's she's and, and you know she's the uh she's the the worst version of rogue at this point mm. Because Rogue, you know, saps power when she touches people and also emotions and memories, like, so she's eventually. just zapping. Of course, have and we, she's have we just seen her emotion. touch anyone with powers, though? We have, yes. She touched yeah. Susa. Who else did she touch? There were three people they named who she's had emotional breakdowns around. It was all the people panicking around the gas, and it was Susa. And then it was um, Gemma. Didn't she also touch Yo-Yo though? Uh, not that I. Not that she's never had an emotional reaction around Yo-Yo, and I don't think she's ever had an emotional reaction on Gemma either. Or no, she does right at that moment. Like, but Gemma yeah, doesn't she, have powers that's, either. That's where they. That's where they um, confirmed it was with Gemma. With Gemma. Okay, so so far they have conveniently not had her touch anyone with powers. Well, even if she did touch, like. She would have touched uh, Yo-Yo's hand, but Yo-Yo's hands are not organic. Yeah, but I don't think... Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's a lot of people around her that don't have powers. And I mean, there's very few that do, honestly. Um, It's mostly just uh, Daisy, right? Who else has powers? Yeah. Anybody? Anyone? 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 (laughs) Bueller. I was trying to I was trying to do the Bueller thing on a different word, but in Enoch's voice, which did not really translate. Um, Nope. (laughs) I mean, in order for me to get it, you would have had to have said it a considerable amount of time. I I was trying to work in considerable. Uh, Anyone, anyone, a considerable, a considerable amount of anyone's. (laughs) What? Stop it. I don't know. I don't know. That Let's, doesn't work. That brings us to Enoch. Let's talk about Mr. Enoch. That poor guy. So oh, sad. Man. So sad. He wanted he wanted out so bad. And it got he got to the point where he was just like, I'll connect you. Like without oh. even saying anything. And it sucked because Deke really does care. He was like, What's up, yeah. buddy? He's like, I'll connect you. Deke actually wanted to talk to him for a bit. Yeah. That was so sad. I didn't like it. Yep. Um, but I but I also, I, I don't know. It was very evocative and makes me feel for Enoch in a way that's like, he's been waiting there 20 years and now another 20 years. Like, yeah. You guys having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to dive into the feedback and just like let the feedback guide the rest of the conversation? Okay, we can do that. All right, so Drew Gregg's in this message. Hi, guys. This was a fantastic episode. You finally got a prediction right. 
<laughs> so rude, Drew. So rude. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I get a ton of predictions right. I'm just gonna keep swinging, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, he says, "I'm so glad that Susan joined the team. It'll be so much fun seeing a man out of time on this show. We've already gotten that with Deke, but now it's the other way around." I thought it was amazing how Enoch was basically just a phone operator between phone booths and the Zephyr. Uh, the song at the end is from 1973. Come with me if you want to continue to exist. Yeah. Come with me if you want to continue to exist. Did someone say that in the episode? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it's a reference to... Uh, it's I a mean, reference to Terminator. Terminator, he says, yeah. come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Uh, I I really really I really really want more uh, I want more time travel stories. I'm excited about this. It's just so good. I'm kind of sad that this is the only this is like a one season thing. We're only like we're four episodes into a 13 episode season. It's just been so good so far. Yeah, yeah, man. I just I want more Sousa. You know, yeah. <laughs> like after seeing him in these past two episodes and like him, like we got the promise now of him actually joining the team. Mm -hmm. Like he's a shield agent, go, man. man. He's shield man. I love freaking love. Uh, Drew mentions here him being a man out of time. I freaking love it. And I freaking love how like used to weird stuff he is that when Coulson says, actually, we're time travelers and we're trying to save the earth from being destroyed from a group of a uh, group of <laughs> robot aliens. And he's like, well, why didn't you start with that? Yeah, right. The delivery <laughs> like, was so perfect. <laughs> I love that he he says, "Why didn't you start with that?" But you can see on his face where he's just like, "That is a batshit crazy story. What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> but like the things that he sees around him pretty much confirm most of it. So he's just like, "Okay, I guess I'll go along with this now." Yeah. Oh, I man. love it. It's so good. Oh, eight four sent us a message. So good. I'm assuming it's about this episode. <laughs> Clark Gregg has been aching to narrate some noir, and it shows. The style of the episode was absolutely perfect. Between the lack of faces shown, the title Out of the Past, and clips I've seen Sousa in later, later era clothing, I think we all saw the team's decision to take him with them a mile away. But the idea is so exciting to me that I don't care. As always, I'm curious as to whether their machinations were simply a way to emulate what actually happened in their past without dams, or if this is just the way that it always was. But again, it's so fun that I really don't care, and I think that that's their aim for this season. Look at our time travel logic any way that you want, but just have fun doing it, and I think it's working. Uh, chronology Notes According to the time card in the amazing episode Paradise Lost, Malik died in 1970. If they decide to bring him back as an elderly man post-1973, when no more, no more Mr. Nice Guy was released, either the Chronicoms faked his death like Sousa's, or it's some sloppy chronology. I myself wouldn't mind seeing the actor who played young Gideon back, because I remember he was excellent in the role. Uh, what else did I like? The status quo conversation with Yo-Yo and Deke. Uh, the menacing actor they got from Malik, totally selling it as the guy who would have raised Gideon. Uh, Seuss's balance of falling for some things versus not falling for others. He might be a S.H.I.E.L.D. legend and a great character, but he's no Becky Carter, and he shouldn't be written as infallible. Uh, May's trip to the Otherworld turning her into a super empath. I love the idea of where we can go with that. 
Bartender Enoch was everything. Until next time. Sweet. Thanks, Elite Four. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, first off, uh, so in Paradise Lost, that's an episode from, or that's that's an episode talking about, it's uh, from the past, right? Like from the dis- from a different season. I think so. Talking about Malik died in 1970. I'm assuming that's uh, from the other timeline or whatever. Uh, that was the 16th episode of the third season. Right, right. And that's that's that time period where we're dealing with Malik so much. And so the thing that I would say is he's saying it's either sloppy chronology or they faked his death. What I would say is that is evidence of the fact that they left a chronicom with him. He was supposed to die in 1970, and he didn't. That's rough. That's really a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, they've tugged on a thread. And, I mean, the Chronicom at this point said, you know, do everything that I say when I say it, and, you know, your empire will be established. And I I think that either he's going to, he's going to die, and um, Gideon Malik will come up and be like, He'll be uh, mentored by this uh, this Chronicom into you know how to become the the next you know how to continue Hydra, or the timeline has changed and Wilford Malik has survived longer than 1970. Yeah, I, I definitely think the timeline has changed. Uh, that that whole conversation with the Chronicom and Coulson on the train where he says you know. Uh, you have you have a chance. You have a choice. You can like you're we'll we'll give you and your uh, friends favor, but we're still going to take the earth or uh, we're going to take the gloves off and we're going to do something you can't stop. And the thing that they can't stop is like 20 years of preparation for their arrival. You know? Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, that that is oh, definitely man. taking the gloves off. I freaking super exciting. So, like, what happens when you've got a bad Chronicom, you know, that's that's leading Hydra, right? And a good Chronicom is on the inside as a bartender in the in the shield hangout. Yeah. Do we have two Chronicoms that are like playing chess against each other? Like, they're the real players here. Yeah. Well, see, that's a, that's a great point. Like, we know that with twenty years, uh, he says, <laughs> with with boredom and this much time on my hands, I had plenty of time to. Uh, facilitate this uh, this communication, and then like I'm just making up words. By the way, I don't know what he said. Um, I know. And, and you're like it's clear, um, but uh, <laughs> just just want you to know. I know that I don't know. <laughs> just okay, being, just being clear. Um, Thank you but, for clarifying. <laughs> uh, so so he built the device, uh, but now he's got 20 more years. What can he do with that 20 years? Uh, and will he want to help? That's that's a whole other question. Does he want to help? Uh, them anymore or are they like kind of done is he done with them yeah especially after that bullshit from this episode yeah exactly a lot a lot of great points 084 a lot of just there's so much good in this episode so many cool things so one thing that 084 mentioned in there is uh the the discussion of the status quo coming between deke and yo-yo yeah and i you know like we said last episode like it's it's pretty crazy timing that that episode comes out in the middle of you know the the black lives matter movement the the police brutality uh, the protests and everything and the you know like the main phrase for that being i can't breathe and having 
having May say that, like yell that into a mask while she's uh, having a panic attack. Yeah. Like it's all crazy timing. And they continue this this discussion of the status quo of, you know, the, the systemic racism and the white privilege being there and the unbelievable amount of sexism that's going on, you know, that was prevalent in society. Like, it's crazy that the, 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 the timing on this is what it is. And there's no way they could have predicted it. But it's such a great. Like, it's so fortunate to to have that happen so that the discussions can be had about it. Not saying that we need to have ethical debates here on the MCU cast. Right. But, like, it opens the door for people who might not have been thinking about it. At least, you know, gives it a little bit of a crack and a nudge. Yeah. Luke Murphy sent us a message. Hi, guys. Hope you're both doing okay. I just watched the... Good point, Luke. (laughs) Good point, Luke. Good point. Luke Murphy sent us a message. Hi, guys. Hope you're both doing okay. I just watched the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I have a thought. The show hasn't been consistent with the wider MCU for a long time. Maybe their current time travel hijinks are shifting them into the prime MCU universe from another variation where there were monoliths instead of Infinity Stones, maybe. Another thought, the guy playing Sousa was a cop in the Avengers movie, so maybe they drop him off prior to 2012, and he's actually Sousa with a new identity. Interested to hear your thoughts. Well, you already heard him, Luke. We just talked about this. Get with the times, man. <laughs> Luke, come on. You you wrote this at a time when you didn't have the foreknowledge that we would have already talked about the fact that Sousa might end up in 2012. Um, Jeez. <laughs> how fitting how fitting now um, <laughs> to, to talk about the other thing the the idea that he might land in the timeline or the the way they might be shifting universes um that is very possible i would say that there, it's not going to be one where they had monoliths instead of infinity stones because still an infinity stone was what the fight was over that caused colson to like ever have to be in the show so like colson's colson's still coming from the avengers where that so at that point, it seems the universes were unified because um, that's his origin story. But other than that, uh, it could be that the model. I think the monoliths are just a different type of time travel, um, different type of technology. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we've said before, or like we said last episode, I think it was, um, if you are. If you're using if you're addressing multiple different forms of time travel in the canon, they can all exist at the same time if they have different ways that they work and right. different uh, different rules about them. As long as the rules are consistent across different things. The only thing that makes that not make sense is things like Banner saying, like, this kind of time travel can't exist, and then it existing. I mean, it works if you go with the understanding that none of his PhDs are in time travel. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's a scientist. He should probably have a pretty solid understanding of it. And the way that he described it is how most physicists explain it, uh, you know, these days. But he may be wrong. Yeah, you know, that is fair. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Anyway, uh, John Andrew Spenton said, I might have missed it. But did this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. explain why the Chronicom Hunters had to surf the time tides? 
Uh, Enoch previously mentioned he was thousands of years old. Why couldn't the Chronicom hunters just have stayed back, killed Freddy, or changed the future the next day and taken the long way, quote unquote, back to a shield free present day Earth? Well, I would say because it's boring. Yeah, I would say it's boring. I mean, like <laughs> it's it's they seem like a robotic species that wouldn't be bored. But like um, and I know you're kind of joking, but like it's true. He's a sentient chronicom. Making him sit for 20 years and wait on them has been really hard on him. And it, I, I imagine it's the same thing for the bad guys. Like, and eventually they did it. Like they had this one stay and work with Hydra this episode, but I think that's just not plan a, you know what I mean? Like if they can jump to the next key point in history, why not do that? Um, but eventually they did. They let this Chronicom stay on earth and work with, uh, work with them. Yeah. I think if they, if they had a mission and a reason to stick around for that long, then, then it's fine for yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. But if they don't have a mission, if they're just there out of like, you know, the happenstance, if some shit just went down, uh, they're, they're not going to be as apt to want to do that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's it. I think they're, they're sentient and they don't want to have to deal with that. Um, here's an idea. I have an, I have a little idea for you. So they splinter the timeline, right? And they like go off in this old, they, they, I don't see how they can have this Chronicom there for 20 years attempting to help Hydra and then it not affect the future in some right. way. Right. Yeah. So they splinter sure. off the timeline. Uh, Hydra is more powerful than ever. Uh, they go up through the timeline and Hydra either just kills Captain America and Black Widow or is just never revealed or they were, what if we get a future where Project Insight worked? Um, but then you, you get a fight for the future where you have, um, the Chronicoms, uh, the Hydra realizes the Chronicoms have been helping them for like whatever, uh, 70 years, but then they realize that the Chronicoms are actually here to take the earth from them. Mm. And then what if you end the series with like Gideon Malik, uh, who Gideon Malik and, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 guy from the first season who ended up being Hydra, Ward. Ward. Gosh, my name, my brain. You remembered Sky, but not Grant Ward. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's my problem. Um, this is yeah, this is my cross to bear. <laughs> we we end up with a season or like the end of the season where Gideon Malik and Grant Ward as Hydra members have to join forces with these agents of Shield that have been riding their tails trying to destroy them for the last few. Uh, decades or whatever they keep dropping into the timeline trying to destroy them they have to like join forces to stop the chronicoms mm, work with hydra to save everybody yeah i mean we've already had save hydra to save shield i don't know man or sh- shave 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 hydra to um <laughs> shave hydra to shave shield <laughs> I'm telling you, man, everybody's clean cut. That's just their yeah, clean shaven, clean cut. Shave <laughs> <laughs> um, to shave shield. Oh man. I don't I don't know that I like that. Because that I mean, that could be a fun dystopian future or you know, a post-apocalyptic future or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you could be you could get a, a full on like Terminator future. I don't know that I like that though. I don't know that I want that for this show. Yeah. I, I've just I've been wanting them to figure out a way to bring back in Grant Ward. 
because I feel like yeah. he'd be great. And like, you know, maybe, maybe they don't work with him in the final episode. It is nice to have bad guys, like bad guys you can really hate. But what if like, no! you okay? Oh, sorry. I just, oh my God. I just, okay. When they, okay. Uh, I thought you what? yelled ow. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Sorry. I was, I yeah. was flipping out. Okay. Okay. Um, Go for it. Battle of New York. When they have to get the, the, the cop uniforms on, they have to call on other shield members to help. And one of them is Grant Ward. Yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Yes. I would love that. Uh, another thing I was thinking is like, what if, uh, Hydra wins, right? Hydra is able to accomplish project insight and they've killed off all of our shield team because they were all a threat, right? Sure. And then, uh, and then they drop into the future and it's like an, it's almost like an age of Ultron type storyline, but you could do it over like four or five episodes and have them like actually live in it for decades, you know? Um, and then you could have Grant Ward being like the big bad of the series because he's now a leader, leader, the leader of Hydra because Gideon, he like kills Gideon Malik or something and takes lead of Hydra. He doesn't become hive. Yeah, he never becomes Hive. He's just like the leader of Hydra. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff they could do with Grant Ward, and I hope they did to do something with him because it'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Um, I don't know that I necessarily need him back in that much capacity, but a cameo yeah, this season would I be nice. That. I hear that. I hear that. I think it could come off a little cheesy if they'd like go back and like, look, it's the guy from the season one back, and he's now <laughs> the boss. You remember this guy, right? But may, right? maybe it's a passing thing. It also, it just depends on what they're going to do with the time travel. Like, are they going to continue to, I mean, we heard this episode, uh, Max said, let's make some waves, you know? Yeah. Um, so he seems a little more on board with changing the timeline and they ended up not, they ended up like protecting the timeline and saving Sousa. Oh man. And watching his face when they had to explain to him, like, you're dead. Listen, man, you, you died. And he's like, I'm clearly not. <laughs> I feel fine. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But like uh, having to, having to see that realization of like, Oh shit, I might mess up the timeline. If I go back, I've got to stay out of the timeline. Yeah. His life is over. Is the the deal. It's everything I've known is gone. Ooh, that's just, that's rough. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Anyway, we got one voicemail. You want to hear the voicemail? Yes. Hey guys, Jordan here. Just watched season four of uh, episode four of season seven of Shield last night, and wow, you guys called it to the T. That was a great episode. Uh, they did everything that you pretty much said they were going to do, which was pretty cool to watch and and realize as I was watching. But uh, I, I have a comment, and it's really bumming me out, dude. The way they're treating Enoch is not cool. Like he sent it. He says it every time he talks about himself. He's aware of what's going on, so stop treating him like a robot that doesn't have feelings. That's all I have to say. I love you guys. Bye. I agree entirely. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It's it's a travesty the way they're treating poor little Enoch. And it's a really good point he makes about him saying sentient chronicom every time. It's almost as if he's letting the humans know, like... like by I the way, feelings. I have feelings. Like I am a being that has has. I, I am I am life. Don't just think I'm a robot. Like he's he, he. It's almost like protesting too much. Like he's like sentient chronicom. Like it just it like it's part of his title because he's like letting people know his his life is to be respected. 
Yeah, I mean, you can tell that he uh, he has he has feelings, he has emotions. It's part of his identity is being sentient. And every time they that he picks up the phone, he's just like, "Hey, can I come home?" And they're like, "Nah, patch me through." And he's like, "Okay." Like, yeah, it's it, really you sad. Say, you say it's almost protesting too much. I don't think he protests enough. Yeah, about his fair. treatment. That's fair. And he's so sen- he, That's the thing. He's just so sensitive. He's just so dang sensitive. Like he's he's just like oh man. When he says he says lo- he calls himself lonely, a lonely, stranded whatever. <laughs> he's a stranded he's, panda, is what he is. He's a stranded panda, man. Yeah. Poor stranded Enoch. Somebody, somebody draw our stranded panda logo, but with Enoch. <laughs> Enoch, but with like blackened eyes. Yeah, the stranded Enoch <laughs> the, podcast network. I'm, I'm down. And like the 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 panda, like the the black lines going down, like it currently is, but it's just like it looks like goth makeup. It's just going. Down. <laughs> To show how sad he is yeah. in his existence, he's gone goth. Poor Enoch. <laughs> he's like my gothicon now. <laughs> Sentient gothicon, trusted friend, and then the uh, the style becomes chronogoth. Chronogoth. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, that is all of our feedback, and I think that's all we're going to talk about this Shield episode. Uh, we're going to watch the next week's, right? Next week, we'll, we'll, let's watch the trailer for next week. Oh, yes, we should. We're going to do that real quick. We're going to watch the trailer for next week. Oh, man. Oh, yes. That's so good. That is so good. <laughs> I, I now understand. We now understand the joke. Come with me if you want to continue to exist. Yeah, yep, yep. And Enoch dressed like freaking Shaft. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Enoch, everyone dressed like Shaft. Like, it, it's so, like, it's so 1970s fun. Um, like, you know. Cop drama. Cop drama. Yeah, it does. That, that music, that 70s style uh, TV music. It's Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was trying to, that's the words, exact words I was looking for. Uh, yes, it's totally Starsky and Hutch. I loved seeing Seuss say, well, let's embrace the 1970s. And then the guy comes through with like short shorts, roller skating by him. And he just looks like, the- no, I don't know if I can hang. I don't know if I can hang. I don't know if I can hang. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> like, the guy with the, the roller skates and the boom box on his shoulder, like how much... How much more 70s can you possibly get? And then they bring in Patrick freaking Warburton. Yes. With that amazing mustache. And that looked like Malick, wasn't it? Yeah, that was older Malick. So at Malick survived, which what does that mean for the timeline? So two big things we know from this trailer. Malick survives. And we know that when, uh, when Enoch pulls up, he says, Come with me if you want to continue existing, which is a joke about the Terminator. Yes, but it's also, I think, something to do with their uh, them as a team continuing to exist. Like the idea of Shield continuing to exist, and the fact that they the Chronicoms have changed the timeline to the point that uh, it is possible they might get wiped out. Yeah, like this team could never yeah, exist. Man. If they if if the if Hydra's successful in the seventies, so 
Yeah, man, I'm oh, excited. Man. I went back and rewatched it while you were while you were talking. I just had it on mute. But the one of the the important things that I that I saw uh, that I freaked out on, like I I glossed over it because I was freaking out on everything else. Gideon Malik or not Gideon, Freddie Freddie Malik and uh, Patrick Warburton, Shield guy, cannot remember his name right now. But they were shaking hands and like pictures were being taken. I think that Freddie is the one that makes the lighthouse. Okay. Why would that be a... Why, why? Why do you think that? I mean, I, I, I understand. Uh, were they at the lighthouse? Is that where they were? Is it that, looked like the... It looked like there was a rocket that was launched at the... Like, from the uh, the lake launch point that the, the lighthouse had. Or the, uh, the hangar bay. Huh, okay. And we first saw Patrick Warburton shield guy in, in the, the lighthouse. lighthouse yeah in the hologram in the lighthouse yep and there were a bunch of uh like all the sets from the lighthouse uh base were there okay so maybe this is maybe this is a 70s version of the lighthouse and maybe they are commemorating it maybe that's what they're seeing which make a lot of sense man yeah. that sounds great i am on board all right guys well that is our episode of shield um we are really excited to, uh, we got a lot coming up this week. Uh, don't forget to check out the apocalypse episodes of Monday morning movie medics over at Monday morning movie medics podcast. Check that out. And the biggest thing we're doing this week, uh, like that I am so pumped for, we're about to start our trivia competition. Uh, and, and it's the last week to kind of get in and try it before we, uh, before we start having a real leaderboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we start having a real leaderboard, like which I just I have loved the trivia so far, and we've had a lot of you guys show up and be a part of it, and it has just been a rad time. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna do some sort of big giveaway for like winning the entire season. I think we're gonna continue to give a T-shirt away every week, and then we're gonna also do some sort of like uh, we're thinking maybe the Avengers game, another copy of the Avengers game, or actually I think the Spider-Man game might be a better call. Because I think the Avengers think game so? might already be out. I think the Avengers game might already be out by the time uh, we finish the season. By the time we're done with the first season. I think it's September? Is that right? It is uh, September, I think, 13th. Yeah, so so if you go give no. a if you go give a review to Monday Morning Movie Medics, you're still get entered to win the um, the Avengers game. Uh, but if you uh, come play trivia starting next week, this is the last September week. September 4th. Okay, so yeah, it'll it'll Sorry. be over. It'll be already out, so that won't be a fun uh, prize. We we should give out uh, the Spider Man game, which won't be out yet. Um, You're right. So let's do that. I agree. Um. So so go enter to win any of that stuff by coming and playing trivia. Uh, try it out this week. Kind of get used to how it works, so that when we start the season next week, we're gonna just go all in, man. I'm really excited. That's at twitch.tv slash stranded panda TV. And, uh, if you want to check out Monday morning movie medics and put a review over there, that will enter you to win a t-shirt this week, but also enter you to win a, uh, Avengers game when it comes out in September. So yeah, lots of, lots of fun things to do. And, uh, I just, I, Jeff's new show is really cool. And the, Trivia has been a blast. So uh, I just want to hang out with you guys more. Like, really, it's been like a hugely fun part of my week. So let's let's do that some more this Wednesday at seven on Twitch.tv slash Panda TV. Uh, well, anyway, that's all for this week. Peace.
Until next time, true believers. Thank you.